There it is. Welcome back to The Drive Home with Timothy. My name is Dustin, and this music is What's Up. I got Timothy here with me. He's been working on this music for many, many weeks. I now I regret giving you crap, man, because this really is, this is good. You did a good job. Yeah, it's got, it's like a little bit jazzy, but it's got a little bit of some, you know, bump to bump to it. There's like a little echo in there, like it maybe we're dreaming. It's good. It's good. I like it. Way to go. All right. Um, thanks for being here with us. Um, we, we're going to talk, we got to, we need to bring back duels. That's what we're talking about today. But before we get to that, we got to get to some business because I can't keep having this conversation about the bathroom. All right. I've had so many people in the last, well, I should, so many people. It's been probably three or four people in the last month. I've had a conversation about the etiquette of a public restroom. Now, it's not what you're thinking, all right? So whatever you're thinking, that's not what it is. So stop it. Come on, grow up. We're talking about toilet seats. So everybody knows about toilet seats and everybody knows about toilet lids. And when you go to somebody's house and you go in the bathroom, toilet has a lid on it, right? Unless they are renovating and they're like between toilet lids or something and they just took off the old one, they haven't put the new one on yet. But in general, if you have a toilet at home, that toilet has a lid on it. And I think we should all agree, when you use the toilet, close the lid when you're done. Otherwise, you're just leaving the most disgusting pot of water in your house sitting there to fester and boil out into the atmosphere. And it's going to make you sick. And it makes me sick just thinking about it. And I read a study once about how when you flush the toilet, tiny little droplets from the toilet water that you have just peed in, or worse, fly out into the air, and they go like 20 feet in the air, and they can go like 8 to 10 feet away from the toilet, and they hover in the air for like hours, and then you're walking through that air, okay? Everybody's getting the right picture here, and if your toothbrush is on the counter, forget about it. You just peed on your toothbrush. You just peed on your toothbrush. So... When you use a toilet that has a lid, put the lid down when you're done, please. Now, when you get to a public restroom, it's a completely different ballgame because they don't have lids. And there's no good reason that they don't have lids. If we're, like, cutting costs so you can build a nice building, that's not where you cut the costs, right? Take the seat off, for all I care. Put Put the lid on the toilet. We need a lid. But the lid isn't there. So what do you do as a gentleman? What are you supposed to do when you're uh, leaving the bathroom for the next guest? Bathroom guest, bathroom visitor. I haven't acknowledged Timothy yet. Timothy's here with me today. Oh, I did. No, I told you. I, yeah, quit making. <laughs> I did. I talked about the music. Yeah, you did a great job. Okay, I don't. Can we just keep going? All right. Um. So what are you supposed to do as a guy when you leave the toilet for the next person? Because people keep getting after me for leaving the seat up. And here's the thing. If I leave the seat up, so let's say I walk out of the bathroom and you walk in and you see the seat down. Well, you don't know if I left the seat down while I was standing there, you know, doing the Lord's work. And if now there are little sprinkles 
all over the toilet seat? You don't know. So I lift that seat up while I do what I'm doing. And then you, of course, pull the flusher handle and run like hell because those little droplets are going to spew out all over the place. Um, wash your hands and get out of there. And then somebody walks in there and they see the toilet seat up and they make their way through wherever they are to come and find me and be like, I know you were in there before me. You got to put that seat down. That's proper etiquette. No, out of respect to you, because I love and appreciate women, I insist on leaving the toilet seat up. I know this conversation's been going on for generations. I think we just solved it. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about duels. Do we have any business before we... The, twi the Twitter thing's getting old. I keep telling everybody to go find us on Twitter. They know we're on Twitter. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so we have... Um, we've had quite a few new listeners. And however, if, if this is your first time, thank you for being here. However you found us, I'm really, really glad that you're here. I hope you stick around for a while. We're getting sort of an influx, some fresh blood. So um, I guess for your benefit, I will say, come find us on Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, at the drive home one. And that's where you can interact with Timothy, our loving, faithful, incompetent producer. Um, who, I can't even call you incompetent now because that music was solid. That was really good. Um, so if you have ideas or feedback for the show or uh, if there's a good guest you think you can get us or something, then uh, you can interact with Timothy on, on uh, Twitter. Um, besides that, so talking about duels, here's the thing. I think that what's missing in 2020 is the art of dueling. I think there's a lot that it could bring to us. Number one, I think people would quit talking crap all the time. People just run their mouth and there are no consequences. You get to a certain point, maybe somebody will hit you in the chin, but that's not going to happen very often. And if it does, somebody might go to jail. But if we make it, if we make it sort of a socially normal thing for people to duel, and if you say something that disrespects my honor, you know what? Guess what? We're going to have a duel, all right? We're going to get some guns or maybe some swords. We're going to stand across from each other, and we're going to walk apart from each other. <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess it depends. If you have swords, you don't go apart from each other. You just start out, and somebody's like, ready, go! And then you just start, like, hacking each other. Um, but with the guns, I kind of like that moment where you're, like, back-to-back, -back and then... You just, everybody takes 12 steps and then you turn around and just fire. And you got to kind of turn sideways a little bit so that you know, so like you try to be as skinny as possible. Like the whole day before you were just fasting and you're dehydrated and stuff because you just want to have, make it the least amount of me possible out there to get shot. Um, uh, there's something... There's something kind of romantic about the the idea, especially friends. Like, it was a pretty common thing back in the day. One friend says something that upsets the other friend, and then they would they would duel. And the duels usually didn't kill anybody. Your goal was to hurt somebody and defend your honor, and usually inflicting bodily damage, that was good enough. And sometimes it was just a statement, um, and sometimes people would even fire their gun in the air or shoot it down at the dirt, and... Um, and that was good enough because it was like you wanted to show the courage that you got out there and actually put yourself in harm's way, but I don't want to hurt you. And then 
this whole weird thing. And then Aaron Burr is like, bam! And then it's like, history had its eyes. And then, the, and then that whole thing happens. But um, I think that people would be a little more careful what they say, which, I don't know, I never really thought that I would think that's a good idea, but people just say things sometimes that are... that are just... Well, they are what they are. But I think this could also really change things politically because imagine imagine a world where there's no war per se, but where the leaders of countries instead duel. Instead of declaring war, you just call up your homeboy from Russia. You're just like, hey, we're going to duel. And then he accepts. Now you got... Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine if Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin were going to have a duel, and they put that on TV, and you like everybody gathers around, and you got the whole family there, and maybe you're a Trump supporter, so you got like nachos and chicken wings and stuff, and you got your Trump shirt on and make America great again, and and you like pre gaming all day, and you like tailgating, and you just pumped. And then, and then the moment arrives, and it's like Bob Costas on there. It's like, good evening, and welcome to the duel of the whatever. Um, or maybe, excuse me, maybe you hated Trump, and so you went out and bought a Russia shirt or like a Russia hat, and you're eating like Polish sausage or whatever Russians eat, Russian sausage, Russian French toast and stuff. And, and all day long, you're like, oh, Trump's going to get it. He's going to get it. Um, and then the moment comes and like the the commercials or that they got like the funny Super Bowl commercials for this and then there's like um J Lo and the the Colombian belly dancer stripper girl, they're doing their little halftime show. Um you got the whole fam like you bring families together and then afterwards everybody's talking about it around the water cooler for a few days. I think it'd be it'd certainly be better than what we're doing now. Right? Because I don't remember who it was that said that war is Something like war is what happens when rich men send young men to die. No, if these are your ideas, if this is, if we're going there to defend your values or your interests, you go do it. Leave the poor people home. Let them, let the poor people watch on TV like everybody else. Right? So anyway, I think it also changed the way that we elect our leaders. Donald Trump would never be elected. Because right now, I mean, if dueling was a thing, Trump would have, he would, he'd have to have thousands of duels because his whole thing is to go on Twitter and just try to make people mad. And if you try to make people mad on Twitter, then people are going to try to kill you. That's just, that's just how it is in the dueling world. Hang on. I got to drink some water. All right. You are listening to live coverage of Dustin from the drive home with Timothy drinking water. And now for a word from our sponsor. We haven't had a sponsor in a while. Do you, have you even reached out to anybody? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess our line is we feel like it's insensitive right now when so many people are losing revenue. We feel like it would be insensitive for us to make any money on the podcast. And so we're bringing this to you for free, just like Roger Goodell with football. Football's not even happening. So that was a bad example. But anyway, um, the, the leaders of nations would be chosen probably by duels, right? Because that's how everything else was settled. So you'd have a field of like 
7,000 people, let's say, in the U.S. who are like, I want to be president. And you just set it up NCAA tournament style. One by one, single elimination, obviously. Um, if you die, you don't move on. So whoever comes out of that, first of all, they're going to be missing like ears and arms and stuff. They're going to be, they're going to have crazy amounts of anxiety. They're going to be, it's going to be like coming out of the Hunger Games times 40 because it's just like you've had to kill so many people. But also, you're battle-tested, and you're ready, and you're good under pressure, and you don't mind getting your hands dirty, and you know how to get stuff done, right? So we're not going to be led by weak people who just talk all the time anymore. We're going to be led by some actual leaders. Um, although it makes me think um, probably we would have had, like, George Washington, who I think has been the greatest president of the United States, um, he wouldn't have even been president. Well, he didn't want to be president anyway. People wanted him to be president, and he was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to grow tobacco. And they were like, tobacco's bad for you. Come be president. And he was like, fine. So he was president for a while. But he once had a duel. Well, he was supposed to have a duel. He was challenged. And the rule is if you get challenged to a duel, if somebody else challenges you, you get to pick the time, the place, and the weapons. And so somebody's like, George Washington, I challenge you to a duel. And he was like, okay, cool. We're going to do it uh, tomorrow, and we're going to do it at sunset. Usually it was at sunrise, but he was like, nope, sunset, because I'm in charge now. And um, and we're going to do it at that pub over there. And the guy was like, all right, well, you're the future president, so we'll listen to you. And he, um, the next day the dude shows up at sunset at that pub over there, and he walks in, and... Um, George Washington is sitting at the table with a bottle of wine and two glasses. He stands up, hugs the guy, apologizes, and says, I didn't mean to hurt your sensitive feelings, cupcake. Uh, come and sit down and let's work this out. And they did. And they became friends. See, so duels actually bring friends together. Sometimes. There was, a <clears throat> there was another case of a couple of friends in France who were playing pool, and one of them thought the other one cheated, so they had a duel, and they used the billiard balls. And one of the dudes threw a billiard ball and murdered the other one in the face with it. He was like, hey, I bet he was kind of joking. And he was like, watch, I'll probably kill you on the first. They took turns, like, I'll throw and then you throw. And the first guy was like, watch, I'll probably kill you on the first throw. And then he totally did. He hit him in the forehead, and the guy died. And it was, they weren't friends anymore after that because one of them was dead, and that's hard to have long-distance friendships. Let's see. What were we talking about? Remember when we used to have show notes? And I like, we had some kind of direction to this? Oh, I miss those days. Thank you, Corona. Uh, Abraham Lincoln also, he had a duel once. Um, which is not fair, because if you challenge Abraham Lincoln to a duel, he was challenged by a guy who's like five foot two. Abraham Lincoln was eight feet tall. And so he's an easy target. So if you're going to use swords, if you just take a swing, you're probably going to cut off at least one of his limbs. If you're shooting, just shoot for anything below that giant obnoxious top hat, and you're going to hit something, right? Even when Homeboy assassinated him, it probably wasn't very hard. He's just like, he goes into the theater and he's like, which one's Lincoln? Oh, yeah, the only giant tall one under a top hat. Okay, I'll go get that guy. So somebody challenges him. And he chooses broadswords. <laughs> this is like what Goliath used. It's like a, a giant, like four foot long sword that weighs like 80 pounds, according to the statistics I just made up. And 
this little five foot two guy can barely even lift it. So they're kind of getting loose, warming up, you know, kind of throwing some hands, getting ready to go before the duel starts. Um, which that's got to be a weird moment, right? You're both there on the dueling grounds and you're like stretching out your hammies and like doing that thing where you like lean against the tree and push. So you're doing the calf stretch. Um, that's kind of... <laughs> It's got to be, and you're just like looking at each other the whole time. Um, so he uh, he takes his broadsword, and he's just swinging it around, and he hacks off a branch from the tree that they're by, and the branch falls to the ground with a big pump. And that was probably really loud. Sorry, pump. And uh, you can you edit out the first pump because it was. I don't want to blow their eardrums out. Can you, no, just, don't you have the ability to, with, I don't know, software, what do you use? Okay, well, if you figure it out, and then you could edit this part out, too, and I'll just make it, can you make it seamless? Okay, <clears throat> all right, we'll pick it up again from the plump, all right, ready, plump, okay, so the tree branch falls to the ground, and, the, and then the other dude is like, um, I don't think we should do the duel anymore. He apologized to him and they and they went away as friends. Um, so all you got to do is be the bigger guy and hack off a tree branch and you can scare the other guy away. Um, kind of similarly, Mr. Mark Twain, who everything about Mark Twain's life, I don't know if any of it's true because all of it just seems too amazing. And historians are always like, ah, we don't know if that was really Mark Twain, but it was a guy named Mark and he had a mustache. So we're just going to go with it. But apparently Mark Twain was also challenged to a duel once, and the weapons selected were pistols. <coughs> Sorry, I got like a dry cough right now, plus like fevers and chills. I'm sure it's fine. So uh, the, the weapons selected are pistols, and Mark Twain, according to his own writing, said he, he couldn't hit a barn door with a pistol. And so he's pretty much just like, oh, I'm going to die. But... This was his strategy. He, uh, when you have a duel, you ha you get to choose a second, which is your best friend pretty much comes with you, and they try to like negotiate peace before the duel, and then once you get shot, then they like cradle you in their arms while you die, which is basically their job. And the, his second was really good with a pistol, and so <coughs> the strategy was he handed off the pistol to his second. His second shot a bird out of the tree, shot it in the head, blew the head off, um, and then quickly handed the pistol back to Mark Twain. So homeboy who's getting who's over here getting ready to shoot Mark Twain in the head sees this bird without a head fall from a tree, and then some distance away sees Mark Twain holding a smoking pistol. And this guy also apologized and called off the duel. He's like, I'm not, I'm not getting into that at all. So the point is, if we bring back duels right now, I think life would be cooler. I think politicians would be less, I don't know, stupid, narcissistic, whatever you want to say. Um, their words would mean more because right now they can just get into office and they can just say whatever they want. And you don't really know until somebody starts doing that job. You don't really know, because campaigning for president, let's say, is like going on a bunch of blind dates, right? If you go on a blind date with a girl, and she goes home and tells her roommate, um, I think he was crazy. I think that guy was nuts. 
then you really are nuts because everybody should be able to keep it together and act normal for one date. It's easy. You just carry on a conversation. She says something dumb and you're like, <laughs> that's so funny. And then, and then she returns a favor to you. And that's why you got to go on like four dates with somebody before you even know a little bit about who they are. Cause the whole first part is fake, right? That's why job interview, like is you get to the third job interview before you actually, before your flaws all start to come out. Um, when they're like, we talked to your last HR director and they said that you had toilet seat complaints or whatever. So, but, but with campaigning, people just talk and talk and talk and they all have, they all can sound great. If they're a good speaker, then they, they make you think that they're going to do great. And then they get into office and they do none of what they said they were going to do. Right. Tale as old as time. If it was decided by duel, because you know that if if politicians, are, right, you know if you if the dueling is what's gonna be their job, then they're gonna duel all the way up. So now you've seen what they've done, you know who they are, blah 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 blah. Partridge in a pear tree. Anyway, was there anything else? No. Again, though, the music was. I like. I I know. I keep coming back to that. You did a really good job on the music. I really. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, uh, this has been your friends Dustin and Timothy from The Drive Home with Timothy. We hope that you're happy and well and safe and all those other things, and we love you, and we will talk to you soon.